0: hello welcome to the art of Hong Kong by dummy 我是Dummy. I'm dummy Father's Day Fu is coming very soon. I wanted to do this episode a little early because then you have some time to practice what to say to your dad. And also the Dragon Ball Festival is coming very soon, so I have lots of content to go through this month. I wish every father here an early Happy Father's Day. 父親節快樂父親節快樂 Fu 福春 is father. means festival, means happy. Fu Chan Fa Lo. This episode, I'll be sharing some stories with you, and at the end, I will let you know a couple of things that you can say to your father on Father's Day in Cantonese. Every father, Baba or Daddy, plays a different role in a family. Fathers are definitely not any less important in a family than mothers or anyone else. Traditionally speaking, fathers, baba or daddy are a symbol of power and respect. Although the lines uh, between the gender roles are seemingly becoming more and more blurred in families, in Hong Kong, we kind of have this very interesting balance of being modern and yet preserving the traditions. Not gonna lie, perhaps being a traditional dad is getting increasingly hard in the modern day world, and I'm totally acknowledging it. Kudos to my dad, my papa, my daddy who spent years accepting me for who I am, and you might have heard similar stories from other Asian communities. Uh, My dad also had a very hard time accepting that I have tattoos, uh, but they are actually very hidden, but still. And first, I kind of want to explain a little to you about why some Hong Konger dads, including my own, have such a difficult time accepting their children in modern day Hong Kong. So we have a better understanding of why the worldviews crashed between the younger generations and the older generations. I'm not saying who's right or who's wrong, but in our Chinese concept, they often quote this line. 身体发夫, Meaning, literally, body, hair, and skin were given by fathers and mothers. This line is quoted from Hao Ging, and in English is the classics of filial piety. Filial piety, Hao. As I explained, uh, probably in how to call your immediate family members episode, it is basically the respect that children should have for their parents. In this classic filial piety, dated all the way back to the 4th BC. Uh, it's basically a confusion writing explaining how to behave towards seniors such as your father, your elder brothers, and the rulers, etc. And the longer version, I will read and interpret here. And don't worry about not uh, being able to understand what I'm saying in Cantonese. It is actually written in the ancient Chinese language, so it's a lot harder to understand. So I'll read right now. Fumo Body, hair, and skin were given by fathers and mothers. But gum hao ji ti ya. Not dare to harm or damage, it is the beginning of filial piety. Lapsen yu hao sai. When you can stand on your own and walk the right path, shine through and be significant to the next generations. Yi hin fu hao ji ya to show the glory and honor of your parents it is the goal of filial piety. So in essence, it's kind of like living your life, carrying your family legacy. So for easier comprehension, it's kind of like similar to back in the days when people used to call, uh, I mean, people used to say something like, oh, you know, I am John, the son of Adam, or, you know, the origins of last names like Johnson, meaning son of John, or uh, Samson, son of Sam, etc. For myself growing up, uh, the selfish me would definitely think that, "Oh yeah, like this is such a terrible way of thinking because I would think like kind of made the concept of filial piety sound like all my work belongs to my parents, and i 'm constantly bound to act a certain way so as to not embarrass my parents and of course, uh, now I understand why they, th- they think the way they do. Uh, With more understanding of each other and the history, it becomes pretty apparent that these learnings are deeply ingrained in us. Even though we might not strictly follow these guidelines in modern day life, uh, and definitely uh, sorry dad, I totally did neglect your feelings when I was younger, Um, But it is quite an interesting dynamic between fathers and their children, definitely not representing all Hong Kongers here, but many do face similar challenges when it comes to their relationship with their fathers. Typically speaking, usually either the mother is super loving or that some mothers are tiger moms, some are a balance of the two, some are different. But in modern day Hong Kong, usually both parents will need to work. So fathers are sometimes put in such kind of awkward position. For some more traditional dads, they have a really hard time expressing their love. Now, there's this very interesting saying in Chinese: "Moo literally means "Without hatred cannot become fathers and sons." Now obviously, back in the days, the reading of it was fathers and sons. Now we can interpret it as children, regardless of gender, since the dynamic is way different now. As you might already know, back in Confucian time, they preached that 女子無才便是得, meaning that women without talents or skills is a virtue in itself, which is totally no longer applicable in modern-day Hong Kong or mo- most places in the world right now. So um, where did this kind of weird 無受不成父子, without hatred cannot become fathers and sons come from? One of the earliest mentions could be traced back to one of the very famous legendary stories, Bong. Uh, There are many different English names, but according to Wikipedia, it is called the Infestiture of the Gods, first published between uh, 1567 and uh, 1619. Super good story, if you have time, check it out. It's been made into TV shows and movies as well, long story short. So basically, this story was set in the Shang Dynasty in the 2nd millennium BC. This legendary character, Naza Nietzsche, was supposed to be one of the deities, but he did something wrong and he got punished to live in the normal people's realm. So he was basically in his mother's womb for three years. Uh, When he was born, he was kind of like a fireball-like creature, and his father thought that he was like an evil entity. And because he was particularly naughty when he was young, he killed the Dragon King of the East Sea. He was banished from home, and later he learned from a teacher that he's got to kind of be responsible for his own actions. And in order to repay, he did this thing called Mo. i I'm sorry for the graphic imagery here, but the literal meaning of this will be kind of like shaving off the bone to repay his father, and shaving off the flesh to repay his mother. So eventually, Naza Nietzsche uh, told his mother that in her dreams to build a temple for him so then he could get his body back. And turned out, basically, after he got his body back, he was still continuously fighting with his father. Now, bear in mind, this is story meant to be some kind of allegory. So anyway, you can kind of find out a little more about this yourself. But what I'm trying to say here is that this kind of love-hate relationship is fairly common uh, and fairly commonly depicted in many Chinese stories. And I guess in the Western ideologies, it can be pretty common as well. Uh, which is usually basically explained by Oedipus Complex, where the envy is often aimed at the father and the affection is often aimed at the mother. If you are one of those fathers or you are a partner of another person who has a complicated relationship with your children, don't worry, you're not alone. Now, so far, it seems like I'm not even mentioning anything that is positive about dads. But I guess what I'm trying to say here is that in the Chinese thinking, which might align with some other cultures as well, uh, you know, usually father is the symbol of power and respect, which can be a pretty tough position to be in. Now, in this ancient uh, famous literature, Jing, the three-character classics, or tri-met- uh, the, sorry, the trimetric classics, which I have mentioned in one of the previous episodes, uh, there was this one line in there that says, 只不教付之过。meaning when the child or the children are not taught or disciplined, it is the fault of the father. (sighs) That sounds like a whole lot of responsibility. Like, why isn't it also the mother's responsibility as well? Now, because in the ancient Chinese concept, the mother is usually kind of like the softer one, and without paying too much attention, the child or the children can be easily spoiled. Now, in modern-day Hong Kong, like I've mentioned, the lines of the gender roles have been blurred and not as cut and dry right now, but bear in mind, these concepts are deeply rooted. So there is kind of like a tendency there. Can I just share one more story of fathers with you? From this story, you can perhaps understand more about fathers and children, relationships in the Chinese culture a little better. This story is about this very famous calligrapher Wong Heiji. In English, Wang Xizhi. In uh, Jin Dynasty, the 266 uh, AD to 420 AD, so uh, this calligrapher, Wang Heizi, he had a couple of children. And the seventh of his children, Wang Hinzi, in English it would be Wang Xianzhi who later also became a famous calligrapher so this son basically he started learning calligraphy when he was like seven or eight but since uh, his father was such a famous calligrapher the way he taught his son was a little special when the son used to practice with like a lot of concentration The father would kind of sneak behind his back and kind of took his feather pen away to kind of test whether or not his son's grip was strong enough. So once he asked his mother when he could actually finally finish practicing calligraphy, his mother said to him, as long as you can finish all these 18 giant jars of water, your writings will be strong and beautiful. And so then, the son turned around, trying to check these like water, uh, and then his father was kind of standing in the back, very sternly watching him. So. Uh, therefore, uh, because of this, he practiced five more years of calligraphy, and so then, five years later, he brought his work to his father, was hoping you know to get some kind of compliments from his father but who who knew that his father didn't even say a single thing? He only made a tiny little small mark under the word 大, meaning big. Then he returned it back to his son. The son then brought his work to his mother hoping for some kind of compliments as well. And the mother looked looked at the writing and then said to him, Son, uh, well, you've already been training for so long and all the jars of water have been already almost all emptied. And it looks like that only the word dai, meaning big is actually up to your father's standards. The son heard and he felt ashamed. He then understood that he needed to go so much further in calligraphy, he couldn't simply rely on his father's success, and he also learned to be more humble. Eventually, he worked really hard and became famous himself. Now, I hope that you enjoyed these stories and perhaps start kind of understanding a little more about why Chinese fathers tend to act the way they do. And not saying uh, what method is right or wrong, just kind of putting it out there, please take whatever you find useful. And finally, I want to end this uh, episode with sharing a motto that my father always shared with me, which is 做人一定要先做好自己。Basically, what it means is, uh, to be human, one must first do best in yourself. I carry this with me, and I'm pretty sure I'll carry this uh, with me for the rest of my life. Now, finally, I'm wishing all the fathers here an early Fu fai lo Happy Father's Day. Now, you can say thank you to uh, your father, and I'm saying thank you to all the fathers here, 多謝爸爸, 多謝爸爸. So means thank you and 爸爸 is like that, So 多謝爸爸. Now you can also say 咁多年你都努力養家。so meaning for so many years you worked hard to keep the family afloat. So I'll repeat, 咁多年你都努力 Okay, then you can say 等我 carry So meaning, let me carry you now. No, you didn't hear it wrong. Uh, the English word carry is quite often used in Hong Kong Cantonese right now. So let me repeat that. "等我carry翻你啦." So, you know, it's nice. I think... You know, dads would like that. Um, and then you can also say something like, Baba, meaning, dad, I love you lots. And the word 食 means kiss in uh, Cantonese, but we often use it to mean love. Uh, so like I mentioned in, I believe, um, the Valentine's Day episode, the word love, ngoi in Cantonese is quite heavy. So I'll repeat. Baba Baba Now obviously if you don't mind the cheesiness you can also say Baba Baba Now same meaning, Dad, I love you, but this is just slightly a little stronger than So Baba Okay, we're done here, so I'm hoping that uh, you guys had a pretty okay time, or uh, yeah, I guess not so okay time right now, but yeah, like I'm hoping that things will get better, and yeah, thank you so much for listening, if uh, you want to check out my Facebook page, it would be The Art of Hong Kong Geese by a Dummy, uh, and then uh, I have all the written materials on my website. It is com, And I will link uh, all the all the stuff on there so then you can look it up. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will see you next time on The Art of Hong Kong Geese by a Dummy. Bye.